0: Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, the Carrie Babies. But first, your true crime headlines. A man already in prison for murder has been charged with murder in a 1989 cold case killing in Virginia. 55-year-old Jose Rodriguez Cruz, who was imprisoned for killing a former girlfriend and federal worker in Washington a decade ago, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder on Monday, to slaying his estranged wife, who disappeared from her Virginia home in 1989. In 1991, Rodriguez's remains were found along a highway median in Stafford County, but they were unidentified until 2018, when DNA testing confirmed her identity. In October of 2019, Jose Rodriguez Cruz was charged with killing Marta Haiti Rodriguez then 28 years old. According to authorities, Jose Rodriguez Cruz said at the time that his wife had left the country and that her remains weren't identified for years because the sister of his second wife had assumed her identity. Jose Rodriguez Cruz is already serving a 12-year prison sentence for killing another woman. 47-year-old Pamela Butler at her home in Washington in 2009 he also dumped her body in Stafford. Under his plea agreement, a first-degree murder charge was reduced and a charge of concealing a dead body was dropped. Jose Rodriguez Cruz could face an additional 40 years in prison. His sentencing is scheduled for February 4, 2021. A Texas man has been sentenced to life in prison for his role in the slayings of a Kansas couple who were killed after a carnival worker ordered their deaths as part of a fictitious carnival mafia. 37-year-old Rusty Frazier is one of several people charged in the July 2018 deaths of Alfred and Pauline Carpenter, who were working as vendors at the Barton County, Kansas Fair. Prosecutors said that the carpenters were killed at the fair, and their bodies were then taken to Arkansas, where they were buried in a national forest near Van Buren. According to investigators, one suspect posed as a Carnival Mafia boss and ordered the other suspects to kill the couple. Police have said the Carnival Mafia does not exist. On Friday, 40-year-old Christine Tenney of Lamarck, Texas, was sentenced to 59 months for aggravated robbery and eight months for obstructing apprehension for her role in the deaths. 56-year-old Michael Fowler Jr. of Sarasota, Florida, was previously sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 100 years. Kimberly Younger of McIntosh, Florida, has pleaded not guilty to several charges including capital murder in the Carpenter's deaths. Rusty Frazier was sentenced Friday to life without parole for 50 years on each of two counts of first-degree murder. In Pennsylvania, a 33-year-old man and his 16-year-old girlfriend have been charged with murder in the killing of 58-year-old Fred Boot in the victim's Wilkes Bar home in September of 2018. 33-year-old Reynaldo Mercado is charged with criminal homicide, burglary, robbery, conspiracy, theft, arson, abuse of a corpse, and evidence tampering. Prosecutors allege that the mother of Mercado's then 15-year-old girlfriend, Luisa Reyes, had dated Boot and she and her mother had lived with him until the previous summer. Mercado and Reyes then allegedly plotted to enter his home and rob the victim. Fred Boot was stabbed more than 50 times during the robbery. Prosecutors allege that Mercado then tried to burn his body and fled, but was found the next day at the home of a relative. Mercado said that he hoped to flee to the Dominican Republic. Mercado's defense claims that he acted in self-defense, in the belief that the victim tried to sexually assault the teenage girl. But prosecutors say that she has admitted that the two of them made up the story as they were trying to flee. Louisa Reyes claimed that she did not know the victim would be hurt. She has pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, and as part of her plea, has agreed to testify against her boyfriend. Both Mercado and Reyes are being held at the Lucerne County Correctional Facility, without bail. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, the Carey Babies. But first, a quick break. Now more than ever, you really shouldn't put off seeing a doctor if you're not feeling well and I know that with everything going on, it can be difficult to put your health first. Whether you're busy working long hours at home like me, trying to help your kids with their distance learning, or just social distancing, these days, there are plenty of reasons to want to avoid a trip to the doctor's office. That's why I use Plush Care. They make seeing a doctor easy, right from the comfort of my home. Plush Care provides virtual doctor appointments through your smartphone or computer. I just pick a time that works for me and book an appointment right online. I don't have to sit on hold forever to make an appointment or leave the house and sit in a crowded waiting room and be exposed to who knows what. I just open the app and talk to a doctor from the comfort of my couch. With PlushCare, I can be diagnosed, treated, and even have a prescription sent to my pharmacy of choice if needed within minutes. And the doctors care. They have a wide range of expertise. They're here to help by discussing treatment options, and they're available anytime that I have questions. No matter where you are or how busy your life gets, Plush Care has you covered. With Plush Care, I don't put off seeing a doctor, and neither should you. No more excuses. Make your appointment today. Go to plushcare.com/murderminute. That's p-l-u-s-h-c-a-r-e.com/murderminute. That's plushcare.com/murderminute. I'm always looking for the best clean nutrition to help me stay healthy, active, and feeling my best. But it can be challenging to stick to good habits in 2020. That's why I'm so happy that I found Orgain. Orgain has all kinds of organic products to fit your active lifestyle and keep you moving. Like nutrition shakes, protein powders, meal powders, and bars, all full of organic vitamins and minerals that taste delicious and provide maximum nutrition this is a game changer i've been using orgain's collagen peptide powder to keep my hair skin and nails youthful and healthy because one thing that orgain and i agree on is that neither of us ever use fillers orgain promises never to use artificial ingredients preservatives or gmos just good clean nutrition plus Orgain ships right to your door, and you can set up recurring deliveries to get your favorite products delivered for free. Thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and maximize my nutrition. And right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save even more. Go to tryorgain.com slash minute 50 that's t-r-y-o-r-g-a-i-n dot com slash minute five zero for twenty percent off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe at try dot com slash minute fifty is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals in difficult times it can be difficult to cope so if you've been thinking about talking to someone it's time to get better help better help is not a crisis line and it's not self help better help is professional counseling done securely online BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so that you can start communicating in under 48 hours they have a broad range of expertise available and the service is available for clients worldwide just log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you don't ever have to sit in a waiting room BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change your counselor whenever you need to. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Just visit their website and read the testimonials posted daily. Like this one, written by a BetterHelp user after two months of counseling with Mary Norman. I've been working with Mary for a few months and I cannot be more grateful to have her in my life. She is always present, focused, and helpful. She's helped me find solutions for problems I've struggled with in the past. Definitely, definitely recommend. Visit betterhelp.com murderminute. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Murder Minute listeners get 10% off their first month when they visit betterhelp.com/murderminute. That's betterhelp.com/murderminute. Welcome back to Murder Minute. On Saturday, April 14th, 1984, in Cahir Savine in County Kerry, Ireland, a local man, Jack Griffin, was out for a jog on White Strand Beach when he saw what looked like a doll wedged between the rocks in a plastic bag. It was the body of a newborn baby boy. He had been strangled, his neck was broken and his tiny body had 28 stab wounds. Four of them were in his heart. The baby was about five days old, born on or about the 7th of April, and had been dead for two days. The Irish police, known as the Guardi, were called, and they, in turn, called the Undertaker. Tom Cornane. When he arrived, Tom christened the baby with water from a nearby freshwater stream. He placed him in a small casket and gave him a name. John. The guardie suspected the baby's mother. Specifically, an unmarried mother, perhaps a teenage girl, or a woman who was having an affair with a married man. In Catholic Ireland in the early 80s, abortion was illegal, as was divorce. Condoms were only available with a prescription, and birth control pills were only prescribed to married women. Both were difficult to obtain. Any sex education... Or lack thereof was laid out by the church if a young unmarried woman found herself pregnant her parents could send her away to a church-run home where she would have her baby in secret and then the nuns would take it away for adoption Irish women had few options here was a small town And police knew that someone would know something. They questioned women all over town, even physically examining some of them for signs of a recent pregnancy. Before long, they found a suspect. Joanne Hayes. Joanne Hayes was a 25 year old single mother who lived roughly 40 miles away in Abidorney, North Kerry, She had recently been pregnant, but wasn't anymore. And no one had seen a baby. Joanne worked as a receptionist at a gym. It was there that she met the father of her children, Jeremiah Locke. But Jeremiah was married with children. So Joanne lived with her daughter, her mother, her aunt, and her siblings on the family farm. She hid the pregnancy, and by April, her relationship with Jeremiah was over. Joanne Hayes told police that she gave birth alone on April 12th, but her baby died shortly after. She then buried the infant. On her family's farm. Burials like this were common, as babies who were born out of wedlock or weren't baptized were not permitted to be buried in consecrated ground. Babies like Joanne's received home burials. After this traumatic birth, Joanne needed medical attention. And it was through the hospital that the authorities discovered her as the guardi interrogated Joanne she begged and pleaded insisting that if they would just allow her to show them her baby's grave on the farm she could prove that she was not responsible for baby John they refused the guardy threatened that she would be jailed for murder and that her daughter would be sent away to an orphanage On May 1st after a long interrogation Joanne Hayes confessed to the murder of baby John her siblings mother and aunt also signed statements confessing their involvement all withdrew their confessions but Joanne Hayes was charged with murder the next day the remains of Joanne's baby were found in a field on the family's farm, just as she had said. Tess confirmed that the baby's blood type was O, matching Joanne and the baby's father, Jeremiah Locke. Baby John was blood type A, meaning that baby John could not be Joanne and Jeremiah's child. But the guardy weren't done with Joanne yet. They put forward a theory of heteropaternal superfecundation. The Guardi alleged that in a 24-hour period, Joanne had had sex with two men of different blood types and was impregnated by both, later giving birth to twins, each with a different father and a different blood type. The investigation led to a tribunal of inquiry, known as the Carey Babies Tribunal. It was held in Tralee and Dublin in 1985 and lasted 82 days. The tribunal was meant to look into the investigation itself, but instead it became a trial of Joanne's moral character. For months, Joanne was subjected to humiliating questions, forced to reveal personal and intimate details about her sex life, her anatomy, her menstrual cycles, and her use of contraception. Jeremiah Locke was asked whether Joanne was a virgin when he had first had sex with her. A legal team even presented detailed maps of the locations where the two had been intimate together. The tribunal was so distressing for Joanne that she collapsed, was sick a number of times, and at one point even had to be sedated. Women's rights groups sympathized with Joanne, and picketed outside throughout the Carrie Babies tribunal. They sent her letters of support and yellow roses in solidarity protesters carried signs with messages that read we support Joanne Hayes compassion not blame women are outraged and Joanne is a victim not a criminal the murder charge for the death of baby John was dropped but Joanne's life would never be the same the tribunal found That she had precipitated the death of her own baby on the farm the judge found that joanne choked her baby to death despite the state pathologist listing its cause of death as inconclusive and having no physical evidence for this theory there were no charges joanne and her family's allegations that their confessions were coerced through police abuse both physical and psychological Came to nothing. The tribunal cleared them of wrongdoing, but they would not escape criticism. The case became the subject of two books Nell McCafferty's A Woman to Blame and My Story, an account co written by Joanne Hayes herself with John Barrett. Four Guardi involved with the case took legal action against the authors, the publishers, and even the shops that sold the book. They settled the dispute out of court and received settlements totaling over 127,000 euros. In January of 2018, Joanna Hayes received an official apology from the state and the acting Garda Commissioner after a DNA sample from blood taken at the time of the investigation finally proved that she wasn't the mother of baby John. The parents or killers of baby John have never been found. The undertaker, Tom Cornane, arranged and paid for his funeral. The simple headstone read, quote, I am the Carrie baby, christened on April 14, 1984, named John. I forgive. The grave has been repeatedly vandalized over the years by person or persons unknown. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.